Thank you for tuning in to Repairs of the Breach Ministries podcast. We pray this podcast blesses you as Pastor Calvin King delivers a message from God. One more time, give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Amen, 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 amen. Uh, well, I won't even try that. I'll just go right on into it, amen. i just change things up. Uh, what I'm dealing with now uh, is about getting you guys to activate your faith. Uh, once you really decide that you're going to activate your faith and you're going to move by faith, God has made a strong statement that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. God does not want you to be somebody in which everybody can do what you do. There are some people can watch what you do, can see what you do, but cannot make any sense out of what you do. Because you're moving by authority, you're moving by rights, you're moving by privilege, you're moving by the power and the demonstration of the Holy Ghost. Not everybody that's in your circle can do this. So you must understand that you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. You are peculiar in your own way. You can do things that may dumbfound some of the other people that are around you. People will look at you and wonder, well, how is it so easy for you? But to you, it's by grace. It's by power. It's by demonstration. I'm a witness before you today that God can do it. Some stuff is not a struggle to me because I'm operating in faith. But yet it's still in faith I have my own struggles. Now, if I get too deep, let me know. I'll come back up to the shallow. But I want you to grab a hold of this because you must begin to understand how your faith operates and how your faith takes you from glory to glory. God wants you to understand how it's working in your life. How many of you all in here can actually say you're living by faith? Amen, 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 amen. Now, there are different levels of faith. Everybody raise their hand and say, living by faith. True enough, you are, because I didn't see nobody check that seat before they sat down in it. So you have faith in natural things, amen? Amen. Your faith can go from sitting in a seat like this, and some people who will sit right beside you cannot get in an airplane. Their faith will not let them go that far. Uh Uh-uh, they cannot figure this out. How can this big old thing get 10,000 feet in the air with all of us on the inside of it, to them it don't make sense, so they'll catch Greyhound. So everybody can have faith, but you have different levels of faith. But it's still faith. You may have faith to sit in this chair, but put this chair inside of an airplane and go 10,000 feet, you may question it. Just like you didn't check this chair out before you sat in, some people jump on an airplane. They don't go out and kick the tire. They They don't know nothing. You hadn't even figured out how it's in the air, but you saw everybody else do it, and you figured it got them there. It'll get you there, too. So your faith is based on the wisdom of man, not in the power of God. What I want to get you to do now is start to transcend beyond the wisdom of man. I want to get you to get your faith to another level in God that you can think a thing or decree a thing, and it will come to pass. It's time out for us being lukewarm, watered-down Christians. It's time for us to be bold as a lion, to do great exploits. Because with this faith, 
Loved ones receive, people receive their loved ones from the dead. They stopped the mouth of lions. They, they started businesses. They, they, they subdued kingdoms. With this type of faith that we're trying to talk about, trying to get you activated in. Yeah. It's not just for the old, it's for the young too as well. Children can activate their faith. So it's for us all, and I want us to get ready to it. The illustration that I put on the board for you to see is actually a man. No, no, go back. Actually a man who is on earth but has a portal to heaven. Now in today's time, just to bring you up if you have not been watching the news, they have accessed certain portals in the heavens. This is thing called CERN. It's in Switzerland. And this big old machine that they have put together, all the great minds have come together and created this big old machine. And this machine now has the ability, when they turn it on, to create portals into the heavens. Human mind has achieved this. If a human mind can achieve this, what can a spiritual mind do? If a human mind can access the portals of heaven... In their own strength, what about a spiritual being who were created to be able to access the presence of God? Who have been invited. They have not been invited to where we have been. We have been invited beyond the veil. Therefore, you are more than what you have become. You can do this, and scientists in the earth have proved it. Jacob talked about it. He said, not a portal, but a ladder was in heaven. And he saw angels ascending and descending. So there are portals. Now, I want to make sure that you understand me because I don't want you to get into a new age teaching. New age believes that you can conjure up stuff with your mind. I don't believe you should do that. Because when you conjure up stuff, you conjure up demons and devils. But I believe if you abide in him, and his words abide in you, he will give you the direction that you need to bring your faith into the heavens to create what you want and bring it to manifest in the earth. He says, I've already given you everything that pertains to life and godliness. God has already given you everything you need. And some things are for you that are hid in heavenly places that you're going to have to access by faith. God has given you his word to show you how to access these things. There's not one of you in here should go without your needs met. Not one of you should go in here without your needs being met. Not one of you. If your needs are not being met, you need to ask yourself about your faith. Where is your faith? So today, and in this teaching, I want to challenge you, to shake you, so that you can realize that your faith is powerful that your faith must be activated. Activate your faith. And you all know that I'm talking about, I've seen this about a credit card. I put a credit, and I even put my name on the credit card. <laughs> I have activated my faith. And guess what? It's exciting. But it's scary. <laughs> it's scary to the point that you can get so far out there, you'd be looking like, ooh, you know, you, you, you if you've never been out there, you don't know what I'm talking about. But faith is so powerful, it'll start bringing things into your existence that you're like, whoa, you know, am I, am I ready for this? You know, you'll laugh at it. People will look at you and say, man, how you doing? You just start trying to explain it, and you just start laughing. 
start laughing at it because it's, it's, it's like, I'm not walking on anything. So how many of you have ever rode in an airplane before? It is so beautiful. You know, above the clouds, and you can see all that beauty. But when you go to figuring it out, you start getting a little nervous. Like, really? <laughs> you know, don't nobody make a move? You know, so every time people sit beside you, and you start looking at them, mm, don't you do nothing. <laughs> because I'm too high up for you to act a fool. So you, you, you start questioning things when you're out there in faith because there's nothing sustaining you but the will of God. You miss that. When you activate your faith, many times you won't see the support system under you. The substance that's under you is nothing but the word of God. Because he said it, you believe in it, and you live by it. Amen? King James chapter 11 verse 1 says, Now faith is the substance Substance, something that's under you that you cannot see, it's the substance of things hoped for, is the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. How many of you are hoping for some things? You need some things in life. You want some things. It may be a car, it may be a house, it may be a job, it may be some money, but you're hoping for some things. Some of you are hoping for a child, you're hoping for your children to do better, but you're hoping for some things. Well, you need something to make this thing manifest in your life. That something is faith. Now, you can't pray that that you're going to have some money and won't go to work. Faith without works is dead, being left alone. So if you have faith, there ought to be some evidence. There ought to be some evidence if you're going to cook a cake. You know you need the ingredients. There are no ingredients in your house. But you're telling everybody you're going to cook a cake. You're telling from, there, from here until somebody go get the ingredients for you. Because something has to happen for you to be able to materialize what you believe in God for. That something is your work. You can sit here all day long and tell me, I'm believing that things are going to change in my life. But if you don't use the word of God, it will never change. Some of you are in a vicious cycle. You don't see yourself coming out because you keep going in. You keep getting the same old situation. You have no ability to pull yourself out. What you need to do is grab a hold to some substance, something that's stronger than you, stronger than your mind, stronger than what man may say that's going to pull you out. And the only thing that's strong enough to pull you out is the Word of God. So you know today's teaching is going to be only about the Word of God. You've got to get it in you. And I'm going to tell you the truth, and you're not going to like it, but, it's going, but you're going to know it's the truth. We have crippled you in the church with technology. Mm-hmm. Because you have that iPad, that iPod, that cell phone. That's it. And I say nothing wrong with it. It's technology. But when we get home, we usually put technology down and don't pick it back up. There are the days of, oh, you didn't have that technology. You picked up your Bible. You read your Bible. You highlighted your Bible. You came to church with your Bible. We don't touch our Bible anymore. The enemy could not defeat the Word of God, so he has hit this generation to put it down. Most of church people do not embrace their Bible. 
They do not embrace the word of God. Therefore, God is left to say, when the Son of Man returns, will he find faith on earth? Because the enemy could not destroy the word, he had you to put it aside. So now you don't need to bring your Bible. Why? Da-da. The screens are here. You can see it. You don't have to have your Bible to look at it. And therefore, you don't pick it up when you get home. You're not abiding in him. Your faith begins to be challenged. And when that time comes, you will not be able to stand. Because he said in his word, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you can ask what you will. And it's a wake-up call for us all. It's a challenge for us all to get back to what God wants us to be. He wants us in faith. He wants us to establish ourselves in faith. That our faith should not stand in the wisdom of man, but in the power and the demonstration of God. God wants you to be able to decree a thing and watch it come to pass. You cannot do this unless you have your confidence in what God has said in his word. So today, we're going to go back to three areas that's going to help you to activate your faith. I want to show you how to activate your faith. Amen? Now, I don't know if y'all believe me or not, but my faith is activated. Amen? You're sitting in some chairs. You're in a building with air conditioner. Guess what? They didn't give this to us. We got this by faith. Mm -hmm. Some of you are cold right now. You got air. That's evidence of faith operating. Mm -hmm. We went from one building to another building, to our own building. If, if we had stayed at the, at the at, at, we couldn't stay there. There was no way possible. God had a greater calling. If we was at the backyard church, that little backyard church was designed for a jewelry store. I was going to go back to jewelry repairs to take care of my family. And God showed me it was better than that. Instead of using it for a jewelry store, we turned into a church. It had, what, 15 people? Right. Guess what? It was about, what, 30 people had joined, right? So we had first and second, uh, first and third people. We had second and fourth people. My son asked me, he said, Daddy, what you going to do if everybody come at the same time? I said, we're going to go to two services. <laughs> that little old bitty spot in the back, I had vision. I knew God hadn't started something that he could not complete. You said, yeah, but, but you, did, you, did you hear what I just said? Yeah. He is not the author and not the finisher. God is author and finisher. So if he has started a work in you, baby, he's going to keep it up until it's finished. You may act a fool. You may pull back. You may find yourself you know, depressed sometimes, but he's not through with you. He's not going to start a project and not finish it. What he has begun in you, he's going to continue that work until the day of Christ. He's not going to leave you like you are. So some of you right here, you're undone. And I love you being undone. Because it says that he's not through with you yet. Some of you are not where you should be, but you're a long way from where you used to be. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he's not through with you yet. Sometimes he just... 
You know, sometimes you're working on something and, and you just put it to the side for a minute. You just go work on something else. All he did was just, you know, you've been kicking back so much, he just put you to the side. He just loved you so much, he just put you to the side. He's coming right back to you. But he's working on somebody else. And then, you know what, he's working on them and saying he heard a cry out. He heard a cry. Oh, okay, you need help. Now he come back over here and help you. That's why troubles and temptations and trials come into your life. Because God's working on you, and you didn't want him working on that area of life, so he left you alone for a little while. And then when those areas started to get to you, you cried out, and he came back to finish the work. Mm -hmm. That's why things come into your life that's bigger than you. Because you've got to call him back into your life. Oh, y'all don't hear me. Yeah, you got it. You got it. Praise God. All right, let's move to the next one. All right. All right. So let me give you the first thing that you're going to need in order to operate in faith. God's word is your foundation for victory. How many of you want victory in life? Amen. Amen. Don't say it and you don't want it. Most people want victory. The problem is that we don't know how to get it. We get it in the wisdom of man. And I told you when I first started out, we're not trying to activate our faith in the wisdom of man, but in the power and the demonstration of God. We want our victory to come through Christ. So whatever Christ established is established. You don't have to worry about nobody coming and take your car away when God give it to you. Now, when you get it on your own, you lied about this, you had somebody co-sign for you on this, you had somebody, yeah, they can come get your stuff because you wasn't with them, you know what I'm saying? You weren't in a position to get it in the first place. You had to get some help. You had to get somebody co-sign. You know God said that you shouldn't co-sign for nobody. Your credit wasn't where it's supposed to be because you weren't taking care of yourself. You weren't taking care of your stuff. You weren't doing what you're supposed to be doing. And then you lied that you were making more money than what you were making. But you got the house. You got the car. But you got it in the wisdom of man. So when the devil come after your stuff, you know you lied. I'm helping you. You're not going to like it. You might as well sit up straight, but I'm going to give it to you. Your faith cannot stand in the wisdom of man. When you use man's tactics to get what you want, the devil can always come and take it. Because it wasn't founded on faith in God, in God's word. Because if you're going to fight in faith, you're going to have to have a pure heart. I'm going to get to that. You're going to have to know that you're walking with God. You can't do your own thing and stand in faith. It's, it's impossible. The battle is too intense. The devil going to be hitting your mindset about what you've been doing wrong. And he's going to short-circuit your faith. He's not going to pull the cord. All he's going to do is enter in a little doubt. Can you really believe God after what you did? And you might say, well, and that's all he needs. Okay? All right. So God's word is the foundation for victory. Our faith should be based upon what? God's word and God's word alone. That means you're going to have to get back to studying God's word. I am not where I am by accident. It's because I put myself in God's word. Now, let me help you and be honest with you. I don't know what I will be doing if I did not have a congregation of people. I don't know how I would be studying the Word. I don't know how deep I would dig into the Word if I didn't have some people that I was accountable to. Who are you accountable to? Who's depending on you? 
to give them a word that's going to help you to keep your sword sharp. Who is looking for you to be able to connect with God? Some of you don't realize it, but people on your job, wherever God has placed you and put you, they're looking for you to give them a word from the Lord. But you won't study to show yourself approved, a workman that need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of God. Therefore, you have nothing when they come to you. Inside you live the hope of glory, and there's no hope when they come to you. They tell you about their problems. You don't know how to dig into the spirit and touch heaven to give them an answer. You cannot activate your faith without having the word of God. You're going to have to study the Word of God. You're going to have to go back, get your Bible, get your iPad or whatever, and start studying what thus said the Lord. I guarantee you, if you do this, your life will take on new meaning. Instead of you looking at people, oh, here they come again. Oh, man, I am so tired of them coming to me. Well, they were sent to you. You know what? I'm going to tell you something even heavier. You were sent to them. Mm -hmm. Some of y'all don't know this, but where is your job? Federal Express, uh, UPS, uh, the grocery store, the aisle, the checkout aisle, wherever you are, you were sent there. That's the MO of your God. When people cry out to him for help, he sends a deliverer. You have been chosen by God to go and tell those people what thus said God because they were lost. You are a city that's set on the hill that cannot be hid. That's why they're coming to you. They're looking for an answer, a hope that lies within you while you keep fighting, while you keep moving forward. And you get tired of them. They're going to keep coming to you. And people like they're going to keep coming to you till you realize who you are. You've been sent by God. You are somebody. Rise up and allow him, the, the Holy Ghost inside of you. How many of you got the Holy Ghost inside of you? The God on the inside of you wants to manifest himself. He wants to show himself to the people around you. And he wants to manifest. He'll give you a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge. A prophecy. He'll let you speak into somebody's life. Oh, you're going to be all right. You're going to get over this. But you must know that you have tapped into heaven. And you've got it from God. And therefore, when you speak it, it impacts their spirit. So when you speak now, you say you've been in in faith. You've got it from God. And when you speak it, it's going to be all right. For some reason, it impacts their spirit. And they look at you like, huh. But if you don't see yourself as being no more than a human, you can't tap into this. You are a spiritual being. You were created in his image and in his likeness. He breathed into you the breath of life. I was talking to the police officers yesterday, and I had to go and do a, a, a ceremony where they was uh, uh, doing a, a little a memorial service, and they was talking to me about some crime scenes. And in a crime scene, they, you know, they can, even though people may have, a, have a wiped it up real good and try to get rid of the blood, they, can get, they have this little fluorescent stuff they can spray on, then they put the light on it, and it illuminates. Yeah. It illuminates. 
The blood illuminates. You know what's in the blood? The Shekinah glory of God. By one blood, he made all man. And when you shine that fluorescent light or that indirect, whatever light that is they have, when they shine on that blood and that blood illuminates, it's just the glory of God illuminated. Mm-hmm. In your blood is glory. So every one of us is a creation of him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's keep moving. So our faith should not be based upon our faith should be based upon God's word. Romans 10, 17. So then faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing by the word of God. You gotta hear, but you gotta understand what you're hearing. You gotta identify that's the word of God. And you allow that to get past your natural man and goes into your spirit man. Now, let me tell you this. You have more power than what you think. You have, comp- you have more power over your spirit man than what you think you have. There's some stuff you just let in your spirit. I try to teach my daughter all the time, baby, certain things you can't let in your spirit. Because when you let it in your spirit, it's going to get to your heart. When it gets to your heart, it gets to your life. And everything will, protru- will, 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 will manifest or protrude, come out of what you've allowed to come into your heart. Yeah. Above all else, guard your heart. For every issue of life comes out of it. So you're in control of your spirit more than what you think you are. When you hear the word of God, receive it with meekness, the engrafted word of God. Receive it. Stop arguing with it. Stop fighting with it. Because when you learn how to receive it, it becomes a part of you. It becomes engrafted in you. And it'll flow up out of you, and you will be able to get things in life, or it will manifest in life in ways that you know not of. Yeah. Never find or, or fight against the Word of God. Receive it for what it is. So when you hear it, receive it, all right? So number one, if you're going to have the faith, you're going to have to stay in the Word of God. So therefore, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. If you, don't hear, if you don't come to church for no other reason than to hear the Word of God, come here to hear the Word of God. If you don't hear it at your house, you like listening to rap all the time. Well, make sure it's a rap that's rapping about God. All right? You're watching TV. Make sure. But see, that's why you have to be careful about TV. It's TV. It's television. It's telling you a vision. And many times, it's stripping you of the faith that you had in God. You like watching all these scary shows and all this stuff going on, and you wonder why you're jumping up in the middle of the night? Really? You have heard some faith and fear, and you deposit it inside of you, now you can't sleep. You allowed this to happen to you. So faith comes by hearing. You've got to watch what you hear. Be careful what you hear. Stay away from negative folks. If faith is positive and people are negative, you have to make a decision. You have to either speak some faith into them, or you have to tell them to stay away from you. Right about now, since you all have not matured, some of you haven't matured in your faith, you have to pick your circle. You can't have everybody around you at this point in your life talking negative, telling you what you cannot do. It's going to take your faith away from you. If you're not strong enough, oh, am I fussing? I listen to myself. You know, I don't listen to myself much on the radio, so I went on and listened, and I was fussing, so I'm trying not to fuss. It's, somebody told me, oh, I heard the passion. I was like, okay, that's what it was. <laughs> so, so I preach with passion, okay? So it's not fussing, it's passion. So 
So I want you to really get a grip on this thing, how faith operates. Well, Pastor, who are you to tell me how faith operates? You look around and tell me who I am. I'm not cocky. I'm not bragging. I'm just saying I figured out something. And I'm still going from level to level in this thing. I want to see how far God going to let me go or how far God going to take me with this thing. And how many souls I can bring with me, how many believers I can make out of this. I am an instrument used by God. I am an instrument. It's not me. I'm just yielded vessel. And if I did it, I'm telling you, a little old boy from Mississippi, from Chihuahua, I'm going to say it proper, Chulahoma. From Chulahoma, Mississippi. I'm going to tell you the truth about Chulahoma. We don't even have a red light. I think it's one stop sign. One stop sign? Is it a stop sign? One stop sign. When you come up the hill over there, it's going this way. Yeah, one stop sign. Mm-hmm. If a little old boy from Chulahoma, Mississippi can activate his faith, what about you city folks? What about you highly educated folks? You folk with degrees. Mm-hmm. You better watch those degrees. I'm going to leave that one alone. All right, let me get back. All right, so Matthew chapter 9, verse 23. Jesus said unto, the, unto him, If thou canst believe, a few things are possible. He could not have meant that. If you would just believe, all things become possible for you. It's possible that you could get out of that relationship. It's possible that you can get your healing. It's possible that you can get your needs met. It's possible that you can pay that house off this year. It's possible. Mm-hmm. It's possible. You hear me? If you would believe, take God at his word, it's possible that you can come out of that. Mm-hmm. It's possible that you can have, you know what, you can have that vacation. It's possible. It's possible that you can come off the government, won't need no aid. It's possible. If you would just believe. Tap into what God said, tap into his word, and believe that word, and then all things become possible. You're not fighting a, 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 a battle that you can't win. You can look at this thing and say, you know what, it's possible. When David looked at Goliath, everybody was looking in fear. David said, oh, no. If I handle the lion and the bear, what is this uncircumcised Philistine? He don't even have a covenant with God. Who is he to stand against me and my God? David said, let me in it. What you need to do is build a desire up in you about whatever's stopping you and say, let me in it. Stop running from it and hiding out from the, from the folks. Say, let me in it. With this faith I've got, it's possible that I'll destroy it. It's possible that I will come out with a victory. Leave me alone. Let me go yonder. Let me connect with my God and let's see what the end going to be. Because I'm going in to come out with the victory. I'm going into his presence. I'm going to talk to him about it. I'm going to discuss his word with him. I'm going to believe in what he said. And guess what? I'm coming out. Coming out with my hands up. <laughs> I've got the victory. Amen. 
Now watch this. When you're in faith and you come out with victory, you don't just see it right away. It is manifesting as you move, as you go, as you continue to believe. That's how faith operates. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. Everybody not going to see your victory even though you've got it. You, you, you didn't hear that one. Everybody is not going to see your victory even though you've got it. You got the victory, but they don't see it. Why? Because you got it by faith. So faith going to supersede what everybody else is waiting to manifest. They waiting on it to manifest, but you know you already got it. It's an assurance inside of you. It's a knowing that it's going to be all right. Have you ever got to a, a point in your life where you just knew everything's going to be all right? You just knew it's going to be all right. That's called assurance. The blessed assurance. And you stop worrying. You don't doubt anymore. You just know it's all right. You might have a tear in your eye. You might look at somebody and you say, it's all right. Can't hardly say it, but you just say, it's, it's going to be all right. You know, your hand, your hand language might go up and say, Words can't describe it, but you know it. Hallelujah. Amen? All right. I hope you catch it. If I'm going too fast, slow me down, but I want to make sure you get it. Let's move to number, to number two now. First of all, you're going to have to have the Word of God. Okay? And then the next thing, you're going to have to have a pure heart or a pure conscience. All right? Uh, and I really need to stay on this for a little while, but for the sake of time, I'm going to go through it, but I hope you can catch it. Baby, you're going to have to have a pure conscience. The Bible says that the pure in heart shall see God. Yeah. You can see God manifest. You can see what God is doing in your life because your heart is right. That's why it's so important. And, and I hate it that we've gotten to the point in time in church where we don't want to say nothing about your sin. Most churches today, we don't talk about sin because we know if we say something about your sin, you're going to walk out that door. And you're going to walk out with your tithe and with your offering. Because when you get mad, you don't pay. You don't tip. <laughs> you tip out. <laughs> so we don't want to say nothing about your sin. Therefore, we're pushing you closer to the poverty than to bring you towards victory. Baby, your sins do matter. Now, I hate to say it, but I'm glad to say it. God has put a standard out there in his word. He said, if you walk upright before me, I will withhold no good thing from you. But you've got to walk upright before me. You just can't live any kind of way and expect me to bless your mess. He cannot bless your mess because that would make him a partaker in evil. And it is impossible for God to commit evil. Yeah. He can't do it. I don't care how bad it is. I don't care how much you want him to be involved with. He cannot in, enter into that. He, can, he is holy. And he said in his word, without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. You won't see how God operates. You won't understand how God operates without holiness. So the benefits of you coming out of your mess, the sky's the limit to what you can get. 
I'm standing here before you and telling you by truth, God is blessing my life because I'm not entering into sin. Yeah, I get tempted, but I, I, I pray in the Spirit. I pray and I fight. God, help me. This flesh is weak, God. Help me. Come get me. See about me. You got to learn your cry. You got to practice it. <laughs> Don't wait until you get in trouble to, to call on God. Just start practicing. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So when you get in trouble, hallelujah, God used to that voice. That's my baby. Hey, crying out. Most parents in here, and there's a whole room of kids over there, that baby cry out, your, your ear has been trained. Oh, 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 you're getting your purse. You're getting out because that's my baby. I'm going to go see what's wrong. Some of you can say, you know what? Oh, that wasn't mine. And you, you, you know, you, you're okay. Because you have trained your ear to hear. Have you called on God or cried out to God enough that he know your voice? That he know your cry? All right. So, a pure heart. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 22. Let us what? Draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith. Let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith. That I'm, you know what? There was a time when, when I knew, you know, coming up in this thing, you know, being in church, a friend of mine, we used to go to churches together, and he would go to sing. I didn't know what my gift was, so I just rode with him, you know. And when he sang, and, 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 and the, I, I shouldn't tell y'all all that. I shouldn't tell y'all all that. I mean, let me think about it. I need to bag out of that one because some of y'all might be still doing it today. But anyway, uh, I'll tell you a little bit. No, I ain't going to tell you none of it. All right, let me go on. All right, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 22. Let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith. When you come to God, he's trying to tell you to battle right now. When you come into God, you got to have your heart right, your conscience right, that you hadn't done no wrong because you come in the presence of a holy God, which all of your thoughts and all of your being is made manifest before him. So how are you going to come to him if you just got out of bed with somebody you weren't supposed to be with? You don't know when the devil is going to show up in your life, when a storm is going to come, but you just mess it up, and then now the storm shows up out of nowhere, and you're going to go to God? Your conscience is going to bear witness that you messed up. You cannot go to God in assurance, full confidence, when you know you're messed up. So the devil... Wants to make sure that you got some mess going on all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Think about that while I drink me some water. Thank you, Brother Ty. Fill it up for me. The devil, you know you wanna know why your life messy? It's strategic. The devil don't know what you're gonna do, but he knows you up to something. He can see how much God is looking up on you and trying to bless you that there's something going on. You're so much farther now than where you were before. And the devil said, God got to have something going on. So if I can keep them in some mess, I can short-circuit their faith. I can cut them off at the line. When that trouble comes their way, I've got a right to cut them off. You head to God, and all the way he's going to jump on your shoulder. You know what you've been doing. You know you haven't been right. You know this. You know that. 
How do you think God going to feel when you get in his prayer? You know you can't pray for this. You know you can't believe for that. Short circuit you already. Well, how did he short circuit? He threw doubt. He threw doubt. And if you doubt, God said, you can't get nothing from me. So if, you mental, if you're in some mess, get out of it. Repent now before the trouble comes, when you're going to need to call on your God. Now, how many of y'all in some mess? Don't raise your hand. <laughs> All right. So a true heart, full assurance of faith, having your heart sprinkled from an evil conscience. You know what he's talking you know, he Sprinkle. Sprinkle what? Sprinkle with the blood. I am so thankful there's enough blood to go around for all of us in here. Yeah. You might come here today, and I told you, I don't know why you came, but you may have some issues. And it's something about issues. They will last as long as you allow them to last. There was a woman in the Bible who had an issue for what? How long? 18, what, 12 years? 18 years? 21 years? 12 years. And nobody could help her with it. How long have you had your issue? How long have you been dealing with this thing? How long have you been caught up in judges? Judges was a sin cycle. They sin, they get caught up in their sin, they cry out to God, God would send them a deliverer. They, they was okay for a while, then they sin again, and they cry out to God, God would send a deliverer. I mean, come on. How long are you going to keep going through this cycle? You've been going around this mountain too long. It's time to come into the promised land. One regular relationship after another. You need a relationship with Jesus. You ought to get tired of that. You ought to get tired of being sick and tired. At some point, you got to say, you know what, God? This mountain has to go, okay? I'm tired of this. This does not make any sense. I've been in the same situation. I get a little bit at Christmas time, and I spend it all in January. I can't handle this. I want to be able to walk in the fullness in which Christ has set me free. I know I ought to be better than this, and I should be better than this, and God, I'm going to embrace your word, because that's the key, embracing that word. If you embrace that word, that word has the power to clean you up. I'm a witness. I embraced that word, and what that word did was embrace me. Mm -hmm. And then all those issues became my sacrifice. Some of you all in here, you have issues. You brought them to church. Let them become your sacrifice. Don't walk out of here with them. You brought it. To sacrifice it. Don't take your mess out of this building. Sacrifice it on this altar. 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 Let it alter the way you live it. All right. So, heart sprinkled with an e uh, from evil conscience, and your body's washed with pure water. God said, your body's got to come in alignment. You've got to put some constraint on this thing. You can't let your flesh keep dictating and telling you what to do when you are a spiritual being. 
when you come alive to God, your spirit man, he said, walk in the spirit. Walk in the spirit. And you will not fulfill the lust of your flesh. Your flesh is going to always cry out to hinder you and hook you and mess you up because it needs an avenue to your conscience. But when you walk in the spirit, you cannot fulfill the lust of the flesh. When you walk in the awareness that God is watching over you, you can't lay down and do that. You can't smoke that. When you realize God is looking right at you, and I, it would be hard for me to flirt. And I'm sitting right beside my wife. She said, very hard. <laughs> Thank you, baby. It would be hard for me to do wrong sitting right beside her. Not that I, I, my wandering eye, but if she catch that wandering eye, I might have to run and catch it. You understand? She might just knock it out. If my wife, who loves me, can be able to put that type of fear in me, about God. Amen. Watch this. Next verse. Next. I'll just read it from up here then. Maybe I, maybe I didn't give it to him. All right. There you go. Faith must be put in action. Faith must be put in action. James chapter 2, verse 19, 21. 19 through 22. Watch this. You say you have faith. And James is being a little sarcastic here. He said, you say you have faith, for you believe that there is one God. How many of you believe God is real? All right. So that means you got faith, right? Good. Okay, good. You hear what he say? He said, good for you. Even a demon believed that, and they tremble. Why is that you're not afraid? The devil know that God is real. You say you know God's real. You believe God's real. The devil believes the same thing, and they tremble. Why don't you? Why are you not afraid to do anything in front of your God? The devils believe more than you, and they going to hell. What's wrong with us? How is it that we've gotten so far off the beaten path? How is it that we have no faith in our God, no confidence in that he'll come through? When he's coming through every day, he watched over you last night when you were, guess what, 99% of your battle was fought last night. The little bit you got to deal with today ain't nothing compared to what you had to come through. You were yet dead in your sin, in your trespass. The devil could have took you out, but God wouldn't let him. He gave his angels charge over you, and they watched over you while you slept. And now you think that you can get up in the day and don't even say thank you? You get up in the morning and you don't acknowledge who he is when he watched over you all night long? I'm getting passionate again. How dare you? The audacity that you get up and they don't have time to say thank you, Jesus? He kept you when you weren't even keeping yourself. And you're too busy to say, thank you, Lord. Anyway. Even the demons believe this, and they tremble in terror. How foolish. Can't you see that faith without good deeds is useless? You say you got faith, but you're not showing it. You're not doing anything with it. It's useless to you. 
You've got that car, but you hadn't activated it. And you're going down trying to make a purchase. You're going to be disappointed. The same thing is happening right now. If you don't start getting your word, you don't start studying your word, start getting your heart right with God, clean your act up. When you get ready to activate your faith, it's not going to happen. Get in your word. Get some confidence that God's going to do what he said he's going to do. Get your life together. Repent from all your dead works. And when the storm comes, you can cry out and your faith will activate and pull you out. Don't you remember that our ancestor Abraham was shown to be right with God by his actions when he offered up Isaac on the altar? Don't you remember that our ancestor Abraham was shown to be right with God by his actions? All those issues you got, you need to show you right with God by placing that crap on this altar. God, I ain't going to do this no more. God, I, 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 I'm not going there no more. Got all that hurt, all that pain that he caused me. Got all that she put me through. Got all those drugs I've been smoking, all that dope I've been selling. Got all that stuff I've been doing wrong. God, today I give it to you. And you leave it at that altar. That's how you activate your faith. You give up your mess. Everything that the devil gave you, you give it back. You give it up to God as a sacrifice, just like Abraham did. He had to give it up to God, and he proved that he believed in God because he laid it on that altar. He offered it up. None of you should love your sin no more than Abraham loved his son, and he gave it up. Whatever you got that you love so much, you need to, and it's not in the will of God, you need to lay it on that altar. You need to put it on this altar. And let that be your sacrifice. You always think the only thing you can sacrifice is your money. Baby, God don't need your money. The cattle on a thousand hills belong to him. All the silver and all the gold is mine, said the Lord. He said, if I was hungry, I wouldn't ask you for nothing. So you think your money impressed him? Please. What impresses him is when you lay it down. When you lay it on the altar and you say, God, you're all I need. So you see, faith and his actions work together. His actions made his faith what? Uh-huh. You got faith that you believe in God, but your faith is not complete because you haven't put no actions to it. Every one of you in here ought to be able to tell me something that you've conquered in your life this year. You ought to be able to tell me something that you conquered in your life this year. There's something that you were doing last year that you're not doing this year. If it was smoking, if it was running the women, if it was running the men, whatever it was that you were doing last year, you ought to be able to have some victory this year. It ought to be something that you got going on right now that you say, God, I thank you. Stop thinking about something he did 10 years ago. You mean to tell me that's all the thing he did for you 10 years ago and you're still thinking for that? When he has new mercies every morning? we got to grow up. The world is waiting on us. The world is hurting. The world needs us to manifest this God that's on the inside of us. 
Stop going to your job. Hey, you go to your job. Go to your job with victory. Go to your job looking for somebody who needs a word from God that he's going to use you to speak into their life. Somebody needs hope out there. And in you is the hope of glory. In you is the hope of glory. And you go to your job trying to hide from people because you know they're going to come to you with their stuff. You need to activate your faith. Tap into the anointing of God. He said, I have made you a blessing. He made you to be a blessing, baby. And you don't know how to handle that. Oh, goodness, time is up. All right. Uh, remember, first of all, those three things. Get in the Word. Allow that Word to get in you. Okay? Get your act together. Because if you, watch how I put it now. You can't get your act together without the Word. Some of you are trying to get your act together, but you're using man's wisdom. Yeah. Look, listen to me. Let me tell you the truth. Let me be honest with y'all. I know everybody in here is not holy. Some of you are some liars. You're some cheaters. You're some backstabbers. There's some prostitutes. I heard that. Whoop, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, prostitutes. 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 People who do things for money. You hear me? You're doing it for the money. I ain't walking on the street. All prostitutes don't walk the street. Some of y'all some escorts. Mm -hmm. Some drunkards. Mm -hmm. Some adulterers. Some fornicators in here. All that is in here. And the rest of y'all such were the rest of you. But the Bible said we've been washed. And baby, since I've been washed, I got to love you for your struggle. Because I remember when I was in my struggle. I'm not struggling like I used to, but God knows I still got some issues. Some of y'all can get on my nerve real quick, and I want to put you on the curb. Some folks have been around me long enough, they can look at my temperament and they can tell, Pastor, calm down. Somebody came to me this morning and said, Pastor, calm down. Let's talk before we go into a meeting. They knew something was going on in me. They was in the spirit. They saw some stuff. Let me tell you all this. Faith, and I, I promise you I'm going to let you go. But I want to tell you all what's happening in my life in faith. God is getting me to a point now where he's delivering before I ask. That's an awesome position to be in. That is a reward system that God has in place. Before you ask, yet speak, God delivers. He gave me what I wanted before I even asked. I was thinking about some stuff, and I left it out there today so that you can see it. Not only have he manifested his faith, but I had Terry McNeil, the one who I drag along with me in all my mess and all my trouble and all my stuff, and he had to deliver me. God sent me to deliver through him. I thank God for him. He'd get me out of trouble. Pastor, you can't do this. He's my little Jimmy the Cricket. You know, you know uh, Pinocchio had this, this cricket that was on the show. I always reminding him of what he couldn't do. Tear my Jimmy the Cricket. Uh, Pastor, you can't do that. Just leave me alone. So with him watching me and God has given him a, a front row view of what I go through, this week some things hit us and we had to re-encourage ourselves. 
re-encourage ourselves. Just to mind, that's a word. I just invented a new word. I invented one last year. I mean, last week, and I got a new one this week. All right, y'all stay with me. Y'all gonna learn a lot. Okay, I'm gonna increase your vocabulary. All right, all right, all right. So, so we did that. All right, and so since we did that, God has elevated me and showed me something different. I was yet. Uh, I was out there walking, and he had got, went and got a, a survey because I was looking for some parking space. So we need some more parking space, okay? So he got the people, but Pastor, we ain't got that field yet. You don't see what I see, all right? All right, so I'm, tell, I'm telling you the truth. You don't see what I see. We got enough parking out there. You don't see what I see, all right? So he went and he, he got them. They, put, they did a parking space out there, and they did it out there, and I didn't like it. So I just said, we, you know, I want it on this side because we're going to build out there. We're going to do some other stuff out there, okay? I went on this side. When I walked out there, the land the so low out there, it's a valley, and I said, we're going to have to build it. Uh, and I said, then got to go up with it. You know, I, I just saw all the reasons why I couldn't. I said, man, I sure need some loads of dirt. And I started walking out, so I said, man, we're going to need about 100 loads of dirt out here. God, dog. I just kept walking, came on back in. God called me yesterday. He said, Mr. King. I said, yes, sir. He said, Mr. King, what you need some dirt. I said, yes, sir. I said, how about you got? He said, oh, about 100 loads. <laughs> Go out there and count them. I left them out there so you can see. All right? They, I'm not lying. All right? I know we got some liars in here, but I'm not one of them. Okay? I want to show you how God is doing things before I even ask him to do it. I just said it. I was just thinking about it. And I just looked and said, one low, two low, three low, five, ten, a ten, twenty, thirty, one. Man, man, I'm going to need about a hundred loads out here. And then the guy called me with a hundred loads. Why, Pastor? Because I'm trying to please him. I'm trying to walk upright before him because I don't want him to withhold no good thing from me. I'm saying, if it worked for me, baby, it'll work for you. It will work for you. And you just watch me. It won't be long before we're going to have to put that parking lot over there. And when we do it, you'll sit back and start saying, boy, I tell you, that pastor something else. No, it ain't pastor. It's what God has shown me. God did not give us 25 acres for us. I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to let you go. He didn't give you that job for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He didn't give you that for you. You know the little money, little check you get? Baby, that's just some benefits for doing what he told you to do, for being in position to be where he told you to be at. He reward you. No man goes to warfare at his own expense. You got to go out there and you got to deal with those demons. You're not going out there at your own expense. God going to take care of you. And he'll make them give you bonuses and raises. Thank you for listening to Repairs of the Breach Ministries podcast. If you would like to learn more about our ministry, please visit us at rotbchurch.com. If you would like to be a blessing to us, please visit the website and select the donations link. Again, thank you for listening and have a blessed day.